Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is uh, eight minutes after the hour, and uh, boy, we got a ton of topics to cover today. Fortunately, we have in studio with us uh, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good morning, Gary. Yeah, good morning. You know what? Brian is upset. I, I was going to start uh, talking about uh, a, a different topic, but Brian seems really upset with this story. Uh, Delia Johnson, 42, killed Thursday when a woman calmly walked up to her and shot her in the head and torso several times on Franklin Avenue and Crown Heights on Wednesday. I don't know if you saw the video or not, Larry. I know, no. Uh, this woman is talking to some people, and this woman walks up behind her, um, just calmly walks up behind her, shoots her in the head, in the back, uh, the back of the head, and then uh, several more shots apparently into the torso, killed her. Oh she God. calmly walks back to her vehicle and drives away. I have, I mean, that is just... And the last I heard that uh, she's still not in custody. Wow. Wow. The, you know, and it was captured on video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Clear shots of her, too. It, it's it's really, it's disturbing. And, and Brian is, is rightly uh, disturbed by this because we're seeing this more and more in these major cities where they're defunding the police. We just need more gun control, I'm thinking. Yeah, that <laughs> that's the solution. They never want crime control. Why is that? Yeah. Why is did it you, they never want to control crime? Did you hear Cori Bush? Did you hear what she said? <laughs> she spent she spent like seventy thousand we'll we'll try and dig up the audio. She's too valuable. Yeah, we yeah. want to defund the police, but she's got to have her own protection. Seventy thousand dollars on personal protection. She's so critical. Where is she getting that money? I mean, that's a lot of money. I got to wonder who's surely, paying surely for that's that. That's taxpayer money, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know where they got the money for that. Huh. But if you don't like it, suck it up. Is her literally? That's what she said. <laughs> that's Here, a great listen. sound bite. Yeah, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life, and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending two hundred thousand, if I spend ten 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 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up. And defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, uh, great soundbite for your constituents. Suck it up. Don't yeah. worry about me. I'm, I'm going to protect myself. We're going to defund the police for all the public, by the way. Suck it yeah. up. So when, when her constituents <laughs> suffer the fate that Deliah Johnson did, is she going to tell them suck it up? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, obviously, is... Cori Bush is more important than, the, than her constituency. Yeah. She said got... so. I got two chances to save myself. One is my own firearm, and number two is law enforcement. And she wants to take both of them away. <laughs> what a sweetheart. She's got arm protection. Do you but... not care about social safety nets? Well, we've spent literally trillions, and I'm not exaggerating. That's not like, you know, just pulling a number out. of. We've spent trillions of dollars since the 1960s on the social safety net. Kind of a hammock now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's better than a motel. Um, I, I don't know. It, it is, and and the Democrats are now denying that they've been. They're blaming uh, defund the police on the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. I because wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> all last summer it was defund the police and and federal stormtroopers trying, you know, law enforcement as stormtroopers. Huh. Yeah. Now they're consistency. Now they're you, walking you can't away. Get that from the left. 
Yeah, they, what they did is they came up with this huge spending bill, trillions of dollars. The Republicans said no, and part of what was in that was some kind of funding for law enforcement. But the Republicans, because the overall bill was horrible, didn't sign on, so they're responsible for this. Never mind all the quotes we've got from the Democrats going defund the police. Yeah. And just when uh, Jen Suckey, uh <laughs> manages to, to tell the world, we're, we're not in favor of defunding the police... Out comes Cory Bush with that audio. Um, I, 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 I am sure the Republicans are going to play those kinds of comments over and over in the midterms. It's going to be a wipeout. It really is going to be a wipeout. Here's where I wanted to start until Brian sort of threw us off track. Sorry about that. Yeah, sure you are. Uh, the P-50... From Caltech, have you seen this? I've I've seen images. I have never, ha- I have not had my hands on one. It looks cool as all get out there. Oh my god, does that look cool? Yeah. the The barrel is a little long for a concealed carry. Uh, it's not a concealed carry gun. It, it's a that's a fun range toy. <laughs> that is that's a good looking gun. Yeah, the barrel length is, is almost ten inches, but it uh, it's a five point seven, which seems to be gaining. I mean, I know uh, several manufacturers who are now making firearms in 5.7. This thing holds 50 rounds. I bet Joe Biden loves that. Oh, I'll bet he's just spitting up all over the place. That's the standard capacity is 50. (laughs) Yeah, and they give you two magazines with this thing. I love it. Chambered in 5.7. You know what I think this is good for, too, is uh, home protection. Oh, it'd be an absolute, uh, you know, repel borders at the door, yeah. Yeah, Uh, and, you know, you could... You could have a gunfight that lasts for hours. And not what do you need a ammo? weapon that shoots 50 <laughs> shots anyway? Yeah, well, sometimes there's more than one assailant. <laughs> and, and even worse than that, it's capable of, of, of accepting up to 50 shots because that would be anything with a detachable magazine is how, uh, you know, creepy Uncle Joe has worded it. He, he wants to eliminate all semi-automatics in that, yeah. in that statement. This thing loads like a stapling gun. You, you, you lift the top. Uh, it hinges forward. You drop that big magazine in there, and you close it. Ambidextrous safety. Uh, it weighs three pounds. Well, three pounds, two ounces. Um, 15-inch overall barrel length. Uh, overall length, and the barrel length is 9.6. Uh, it is just a fun-looking gun. I I got to get my hands on one. Yeah. I that, and that's... they said they said that they're they're uh, they're ready to be ordered. Um, how are we doing on on uh, getting firearms in, Larry? It, it's it's getting better. We're we're I don't know if we're rounding the corner, but but things are looking up. And uh, you know the the distributors that we work with, we're seeing inventories growing on a weekly basis. More and more in, uh, more and more inventories coming off allocation, so that it, we can just freely order it. Um, and they are they're getting products. The warehouse shelves are starting to fill in. There's certainly a lot of holes. Uh, but some of the, the common products, um, you know, that had been very hard to get for a very long time are now gettable. So that's a good thing. And I think we're, we're going to see <clears throat> ammo continue to become more and more available in the, in the weeks to come. I think we're, we're a, about, about through the, the worst part of it. Yeah, I was wondering if I go to the Brown Station location. Over at Modern Arms, yeah. Yeah. Did see? There's no twisting it around with him. He doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> uh, it's it's just genetic or something. If I go there and I want nine millimeter, 
I I have some available with purchase of a firearm today. I don't have it uh, tagged on the shelf for sale uh, without being tied to the purchase of a handgun. We just don't have enough to put it out like that. We have had it. Uh, we, we are receiving it more and more frequently. So uh, do, do shop back with us. But, um, yeah, it's still still tough times in, in, the, uh, in the ammo world. We've got... Uh, um, three fifty-seven and uh, forty caliber handgun rounds on the shelf for sale today. All right, so not un- <coughs> excuse me, not horribly uncommon uh, rounds. So uh, if you got a forty or three fifty-seven, that's the place to stop. Yeah, uh, and you get regular deliveries. Well, yeah, the inventory changes daily. We've got yeah. shipments coming in, and you know, I, we've. I honestly don't even know what's coming in next. I mean, we get. Uh, tracking information, but I don't go back and cross-reference that to the orders to know. I just open the box, price it, and sell it. You know, it, it changes daily. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Coming up, Minnesota Supreme Court says permit requirements are constitutional. Racial disparities on gun arrests. Mexico is suing gun manufacturers here. Uh, we've got a, a story about uh, the medical community. Also, submitting a comment, this is something near and dear to Larry's uh, heart about uh, new rules for ATF, uh, and uh, another shooting that we want to talk about. Coming up, Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Larry Wayland is in Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, this is the other shooting that was in the news. <clears throat> Apparently, this guy was uh, pulling up to, a, uh, to an ATM machine. And uh, somebody was going to try and rob him. They started, uh, th- there was a gunfight, but he had his gun handy. And he shot the guy. Uh, and then he chased the other two guys. Then he came back, got in his truck, started to take off. And then the guy that he shot, he just just unloaded on this guy. Um, interestingly, uh, he... he, he kind of got in a little bit of trouble for this. It was down in Florida, down in Miami. What's the only the only thing that saves this guy from being a, uh, a, a, a being charged with murder is that apparently the coroner decided that his first shot was fatal. So he was just unloading into a dead person. Mm, that, I'd hate to have to defend that. Oh uh, well, yeah, uh, but that's 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 why he wasn't charged ultimately with uh, with murder. Wow. But the point of this is one of the things that we always talk about when you have uh, when you're a concealed carry permit holder is you want to stop the threat. Once you've stopped the threat, you want to stop shooting. That's vital. I mean, because not only. Are, you know, there, there's there's a, a couple of ways you have to defend yourself. You have to defend yourself against the life-threatening attack that's happening right now, and you also have to be smart enough to defend uh, to to create a case that's defendable in court, because um, you know, criminal or or civil. Because you, you know, there, there's three different layers of defense you have to play all the time when you're a concealed carry permit holder. Because you know, living through the the armed encounter. Is, is the first stage of that, but being able to survive the, the criminal justice system and, and the, the civil litigation in the future, um, you know, the, these, these things rarely end quickly. Um, so getting quality training is really where that goes back to. Um, becoming very, very proficient with the hardware you, you choose to, to, to carry to, to defend yourself, but then also having thought through those scenarios so that 
it's much easier to make quality decisions during that that adrenaline dump when when you've had the worst day of your life don't make it worse by emptying the magazine into the dead body uh that that uh that doesn't seem like uh uh, anything that uh, a quality instructor would advise. Yeah, but that's one of the, you know, we now have, you, you could call it constitutional carry. It's close to constitutional carry in the state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of these people aren't taking their classes. Even if you don't get the permit, this is why I always encourage people to go out and take the class. Take the class. So take that you know. Take a class. Take a class. You'll yeah. learn a lot. <laughs> and yeah. it, you know, it will help you, it'll help just spawn a lot of thought as to, you know, different scenarios and, and how to not only win that, that life-threatening battle when that happens, but when or if that happens, but being being able to build a, a stronger case for yourself in that uh, criminal or, or civil litigation that would follow. Yeah. Uh, it, it really was uh, a lesson that uh, people need to understand. Take the class. You, just, you don't know what you don't know. Take the class. Even if you think you don't need the permit, don't get the permit. I don't care, but take the class. Take the class. It's important. Get trained. Get, yes. get good training. Yes. We're talking about the Caltech. Uh, there's another Caltech in the news, a Caltech P40. And uh, I don't think they make that anymore, do they? Uh, I haven't seen the P40. Um this is not coming to mind. Could be because I'm old and forgetful. That that happens to me every once in a while too. Yeah. Tell I, me about I, the P40. Well, actually, um, one of those uh, uh, elected officials, supported by Mayor Bloomberg, he he's an anti Second Amendment, anti gun mayor. He he's in a little bit of trouble. Actually, Larry, he's been constantly in trouble. <laughs> The NRA has, uh, he's, he's the mayor in Rochester, New York, member of the Bloomberg Front Group Mayors Against Illegal Guns, uh, and her name is Lovely Warren. What a great first name, mm, Lovely Warren. Lovely Warren. Um, so she was charged w- with criminal possession of a firearm, endangering the welfare of a child, failure to lock and secure firearms in a dwelling. Uh, back in October, the mayor was indicted on a scheme to defraud uh, in a first-degree charge stemming from alleged campaign finance violations. I mean, this woman has... Got her fingers in everything, huh? Oh, unbelievable. Huh. Uh, and apparently, um, things got more serious for the mayor in May when her husband was charged uh, for his alleged role in a cocaine trafficking ring. <laughs> Hey, you got to have a side hustle. You well, know? you know, um, it, it, politics doesn't always pay big. You know, I, mean, I imagine the mayor of Rochester isn't big bucks. <laughs> um, but they recovered trafficking cocaine. They they uh, recovered drugs uh, from a vehicle, two firearms, including an unregistered handgun from their home. Uh, so uh, one of them, uh, apparently, a Caltech P forty semi automatic pistol. The irony, of course, is that in New York, being one of the, you know, anti-gun-supported Bloomberg mayors, mm-hmm. uh, found with an illegal gun. Well, it's kind of the uh, back to the Cory Bush, you know, that's uh, suck it up, guys. I mean, I'm going to have my <laughs> guns, but we're going to take all your guns because uh, I'm the mayor. Yeah, I think, they should, I think they should look the other way, because after all, you know, the drug trade's a dangerous trade. That's right. Yeah, she's engaged she, in dangerous activities. So, yeah, I yeah. need to have some protection. They should be entitled to some protection. 
but it, it's typical because a lot of times lawmakers make laws and then make themselves exempt from the law because they don't want to have to deal with it. Have you seen how often? I mean, are you watching this in the news, especially with the, the COVID thing? Yeah. Don't travel, and you see them traveling. Don't go out without a mask, and they're out without a mask. Stay at, you know. Well, I mean, they're just... more important than the rest of the people, Gary. They're elected. <laughs> Actually, that's that's not why they're that's not why they're not paying attention to the COVID rules. Yeah, why is that? Uh, well, they're progressives. No germ can stand them. <laughs> so they're safe. There's nothing. <laughs> they're so dirty, nothing can stick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're going to be fine. Uh, there are a couple of ATF rules. We want to talk about that in the next hour. Some firearms. We're talking about a 5.7. Uh, we'll talk about another one uh, at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, we've got uh, some commentary about red state senators uh, and David Chipman. And Chipman, it, looking... I, I'm in, thinking he's probably not going to get confirmed is what it's looking like. Yeah, he's which looking... Which is good, but it still doesn't, um, it doesn't end the... the the need to be involved, for sure. Well, the irony is that, you know, maybe they don't get Chipman, but you know he's going to put somebody in with the same mentality. Exactly. Just, just someone... Just that doesn't have as much dirty laundry to make him look bad. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be uh, well hidden. But coming up in the next segment of the program, right after the news, Mexico is suing gun manufacturers in the United States. And they're really hitting a, a bunch of these gun manufacturers... Uh, and that includes uh, Glock, Smith & Wesson, Sturm Ruger, Beretta. There's one they're not, apparently, suing. And there may be some, well, logical reasoning behind it. Hmm. Uh, and by the way, do you know who their attorney is? Jonathan Lowy? Who's that? He is the uh, legal counsel for Brady, for the uh, Brady Anti-Gun Group. So... He's working with Mexico okay. to file these lawsuits against uh, uh, American gun manufacturers. Shopping for plaintiffs, and they found Mexico. Well, yeah, sort of. Um, huh. It's hard to understand how Mexico could have a gun problem, Larry. They've only got one legal gun dealer They've in the entire country. They've only got one dealer, yeah, exactly. And, you know. how, and yet there are people getting shot up all the time. Well, we'll tell you where they're getting some of those guns. We'll do that next. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Larry Whalen in with us from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. On Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. 35 minutes after the hour, Larry Whalen is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And he's got a, and we're going to talk about this about a half an hour from now, a, a firearm that, well, just, I really love these things. Uh, and it's a pretty damn good price, too. So we're going to find out about that about a half an hour from now. In the meantime, lawsuit filed by the government of Mexico. Uh, this is with the help of uh, Brady Legal Counsel, Jonathan Lowy. And they're accusing firearms industry in the United States of knowingly causing cartel violence south of the border. Uh, and they're suing Glock, Smith & Wesson, uh, Sturm Ruger, uh, and Beretta. But they are not, they are not suing Sig Sauer turns out the reason they're probably not suing uh, the folks over at SIG is because they just signed a $5.5 million contract with them to supply them with rifles. <laughs> Automatic <laughs> rifles. Well, uh, they knew that if, you know, SIG had to defend themselves in court, the cost of the firearms would go up. So <laughs> they had to, yeah, looking for their own best interest there. 
Well, Bering, Bering Arms says the deal could be controversial because in the past, weapons sold to Mexican authorities have found their way into the hands of criminals. I say those are the ones that, that, that uh, end up, um, the, the federalities lose them and uh, cartels end up with those guns anyway. Yeah. So, so here's my question. In, in America, the firearms dealers um, go through a process that I do on a daily basis where the buyer gets approved by the federal government of America for that buyer to receive the gun. So why isn't Mexico suing BATF for approving the sale to whoever <laughs> then sells it to the cartel? Why is it the manufacturer? Because the manufacturer makes the gun, but the federal government here in America approves every sale before it happens at a dealer. So, uh, w w wait a minute. <laughs> are you saying are you saying this that that the Nix check and gun control don't work? Uh, well, um, apparently not. Um, you know, if Mexico is successful, we have the same kind of gun control they do. Look how safe we'll be. Oh, yeah, that's because, great. Because uh, you could just look at Mexico and see how safe they are. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. Uh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's part of the anti-gunner's agenda to um, drive up the cost of operations, uh, you know, the legal cost of operations so that companies can no longer afford to make guns. It, it's one of the prongs of the of the anti-gun uh, assault that uh, the industry is dealing with. Yeah, they're trying it at, a, at the state level, uh, I think in California, yep. uh, and I find that to be distressing. With the U.S. government... Uh, also sells firearms directly to the Mexican government. Mexican soldiers continue to defect to work for the drug cartels, and they take their American-made service rifles with them. <laughs> In recent years, the number of defections has soared to more than 150,000. According to the U.S. Uh, State Department cables, the most lethal weapons used by Mexican cartels come from Central American arsenals. Additionally, according to a 2006 report by Amnesty International, China was actively supplying arms to Latin American countries. So why aren't they suing China? Why? Yeah, because they are, you know, their attorney is an anti-gunner. Yes. That, uh, wants to run gun businesses in America out of business. It's because Jonathan Lowy figured out that maybe we can do this from outside the country. Mm-hmm. Shopping for a plaintiff. What? Uh, I, the language uh, that almost came out was... Um, Beep. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, not, uh, it was not good. Um, frankly, what they uh, probably ought to do is not sell those guns. They ought to just cancel that contract. I know it's five and a half million. But it's going to cost them a lot more if this uh, deal in Mexico goes through and, and they manage to, you know, uh, punish gun manufacturers in this country uh, because they sell a lot here. I don't know. It's just another uh, another goofy gun control plan that... Well, we, we hope the courts, you know, uh, see it correctly and, and, you know, tell them to pound sand um, because... The, they're, the the gun manufacturers, the gun distributors are, are selling a, a legal product and it's vetted through a federally backed program that says this is an okay sale. Um, yeah. And after those guns have been purchased by somebody, if that individual then does a criminal act and traffics it to the cartel, well, let's let's arrest that criminal doing the criminal act. 
instead of arresting law-abiding companies making legal products. Yeah, but the, the left never wants to focus on criminals and crime control. They want to focus on gun control because right. it's about control. All right, we're going to switch gears here. Um, Minnesota Supreme Court, according to the uh, Bearing Arms, says that permit requirements are constitutional. Shall not be infringed. Yeah, you've got to go get a permit. Wait a minute. That um, what constitution are they referring to? Well, like your state document that says we can do whatever we want. Uh, what what are they talking about? That's saying that. How can a court say that? Well, here's the thing. I go to church. I don't need to get a permit. To, I decide to, to pray to the God of your choice. Dear yeah. Mr. Government, may I please pray to the God of my choice? Yeah. Do I have to take a test? Do I have to, check, you know, do a background Show check? Some do proficiency. I have to take special training? Yeah. Make sure I took my catechism class? Mm-hmm. No. Because I have freedom of religion. God-given it, rights? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need to get a permit to circulate news. Why would I need to get a permit to carry a firearm? Permit requirements aren't just annoying. They're unconstitutional. That's what vehement gun rights activists will tell you, including the myriad of attorneys that fill their ranks. If the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, then what is permitting requirement but an infringement? Well, that's all I see it as. It's an infringement. Uh, Bearing Arms goes on to say, in fact, the current Second Amendment before the United States Supreme Court, uh, many are hoping that uh, permitting requirements are struck down in totality. Uh, because there is a case, uh, it's, it deals with New York where they have may issue versus shall issue. Uh, and the difference for those of you who, and I'm sure everybody knows, but just for those of you who don't, in some states... You can have all your ducks in a row, and somebody in law enforcement will say, no. And they don't even have to give you a real good reason. Uh, and I experienced this in New York. And that's, were, that's, a, that's a May issue state. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Shall issue is Missouri. Yeah. You, you, sure. you got all your ducks in a row? If you meet these criteria, the sheriff shall issue the permit. They're, right. they're, they're compelled to, yes. So they can arbitrarily just say no to anybody they want uh, in a May-issue state, and that's going to be challenged. And it really is an infringement on my right to own and bear arms. When they say, you know, bear arms, it's to carry them on you. I don't care if you strap it to your forehead. It should be constitutional. I haven't seen that holster yet, but that would kind of look funny. It would look funny, but, you know, <laughs> but again, it, it would you be, wouldn't have to search for it, right? right you know exactly. exactly where it's at. Yeah, mm-hmm. although I've looked for my glasses, and they've been on my head before, so <laughs> maybe maybe with Larry, you know, it, would, it would, wouldn't work. Yeah, just look through the trigger uh, trigger guard. Uh, yeah, well, you know, they could even, you know, fix you with a reading lens in there. And say, <laughs> That's what my uh, that's what the optic is on my carry gun. You know, the Trijicon RMR is, is my little <laughs> optic there to help me uh, get that faster sight acquisition. Well, anyhow, the Minnesota Supreme Court ruled that a state law requiring individuals to have a permit to carry a handgun in public is constitutional. It doesn't violate the Second Amendment. I don't know if it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, but I hope that it does. Because we've got another case uh, that kind of ties in with this, and it's a story of... Uh, alleged racial disparity with law enforcement. Uh, This comes out of Michigan, uh, where they're saying that uh, uh, African Americans uh, disproportionately get prosecuted 
for carrying uh, illegal firearms. And I'm going to I'm going to touch on this in just a minute. Uh, and it also ties to Chicago and other other communities that operate similarly. We'll do that next with Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. On Gary on Guns. It is 49 minutes after the hour, and Larry Whalen is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. There is a study out of Michigan, and it indicates that black people are 1.7 times more likely than white people to be stopped by the police. Uh, we've seen studies like this in, uh, in Colombia. Once, once stopped, they are three times more likely to be searched. Black people were 14 times more likely than whites to be arrested for and charged in a case where the most serious offense was weapons-related, uh, usually uh, involving guns. Uh, black people five times more likely to have their cases referred to prosecutors. Lower-income people 1.7 times more likely to have their cases referred to a prosecutor. And the the problem, apparently, is gun ownership. Uh, they're very often busted for having a gun and not a permit. And, and we were sort of talking about gun permits a few minutes ago. Well... And that, again, that's not in Missouri. That was in... This is in Michigan. Michigan, yeah. yeah. Um, so here's what's going on. Apparently, a lot of these people uh, aren't felons carrying guns. They're just ordinary people carrying guns. They're... They're black. They're, uh, you know, they get stopped by the police. They find a gun on them. And then they end up in trouble because they didn't bother to get a permit. Well, part of the problem, uh, for one thing, is the price. Michigan requires training prior to getting that permit and a $100 permitting fee, uh, meaning that a permit can be a kind of expensive. So you've got, you know, people living in a, a more dangerous part of town who want to protect themselves and have to take an expensive class followed by an expensive permitting fee. And they can't afford it. So all of this push for gun control is making African Americans less safe. Less safe. Yeah. And the whole concept behind uh Gun control was originally Jim Crow laws. Yeah, yeah, it Absolutely. was to hurt African Americans, and it's still hurting African Americans. If you, you know, if you're living in a poorer neighborhood, you may not have two, three hundred bucks that you could throw at this. How many times have you heard, uh, you know, based on uh, voter ID requirements? Well, that's that's racist because you know um, apparently black people can't get a driver's license. Well, then gun permits are racist because it's cost prohibitive to get the permit and nobody's stepping up and saying well we'll get you a free permit if you meet these criteria yes well like they are with an id huh. so and, and, and i did an interview uh geez about four or five weeks ago with uh, a gentleman from an african-american uh second amendment group uh, and he was in chicago and one of the problems in Chicago is they don't have a gun range anywhere in the city of Chicago. Yeah. If you want to go, you know, practice and and uh, sharpen your skills and you live in the city of Chicago, if you're poor, 
you can't find someplace in the neighborhood. I mean, we can in Colombia. You can you can go over to Target Masters, and then uh, uh, there's another. What's uh, what's her name uh, out at? Um, what's the other uh, the outdoor range? Um, um. Green Valley? Green Valley, yeah. yeah. And then we've got the, the free public range uh, north of town, uh, for, uh, Rocky Fork Wildlife Area, yeah, with the I Conservation mean, Department funds. We've got more in, in the Columbia area than they have in all of Chicago. So if you're poor, you have to take maybe a bus. But you can't carry the firearm on a bus. They literally are, are leaving African Americans defenseless. Hmm, would that be like a system that would be systemically racist? Well, I would argue that gun control is exactly that. Huh. Systemically Weird. racist. A system built to reduce the, the, the ability or the access to firearms for the black community. Yep. Huh. That's what it's all about. Uh, and and, and I, I don't know how it is they've lost sight of it, but that's what... It, maybe they haven't. Maybe they're. Maybe the Democrats are just still... You know, the racist uh, political party. What makes you think they've changed? Yeah. All right. I'll take that back. <laughs> but they are a racist political party. They yes. are the ones that were members of the Ku Klux Klan. They're the ones that came up with all those rules in the South. They're the ones that uh, pushed for gun control because we didn't want those blacks to be armed when the Ku Klux Klan came to hang them. So apparently they haven't changed their ways at all. Uh, to the phones we go. Russell is on the line. Russell, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Good morning. I, I tell you what, being military, veteran, on the gun control thing, I personally think, all right, you serve your country, you know darn well, when you're in the service, they teach you about everything and how to shoot. They teach you what downrange is, they teach you dangers, and they teach you life-altering situations. So that the military people, they should automatically be able to come out and say, hey, I want to conceal and carry because they are trained by a higher professional. And I do agree with you that they're, they're raping the, the minorities because of the fact they want to charge you $100, $110 for a course, $100 for a, 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 a license. You know, and, and they're just sticking it to you, and then they jump you up on the ammo. What I don't understand is why, when it says in the Constitution, we have the right to carry, right? Yep. Second Amendment. All right. Then they're coming back saying, oh, wait a minute. Well, you have the right, but you don't have the right to carry unless you pay me money. <laughs> well, that's not a right. That's, something's wrong there. Yeah. And we've been, yeah, we've just been accepting it all this time, saying, oh, okay, wait a minute. They don't have the right to tell me I can't carry because the Constitution says I can. So I think that's a, you know, that's a, a double deal there that I thought about deeply and thought, wait a minute, you know, that's not right. Now, being a veteran, I was highly trained in how to use all types of weapons. So when I got out, you still want to charge me a hundred bucks? I could have probably taught you the course. Yeah, well, there are some things that are a little different in the military than uh, the civilian life. For instance, uh, you are in—you know—you're at war. Uh, if you miss and hit an innocent uh, in in the midst of war, you don't get prosecuted for that. But if you're a civilian and you miss, <laughs> that's questionable. That's questionable anymore. 
used to, you would. Nowadays, uh, it's questionable. Somebody might say, oh, we missed on purpose. Or, you know, and then they're going to jam them up that way. And the other thing is, I do know in the service, they teach you to hold your weapon straight with both hands. They're not teaching you to turn it sideways and go bang, 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 bang. Really? You mean, I, I, you mean I've been doing it wrong all this time? <laughs> hey, Gary, he's, he's critiquing your technique. <laughs> you, got, you got what I'm saying. I mean, you know, come on. There's, there's some, you know, common sense to it. All right. Russell, thank you for the common sense. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Larry Whalen with us this week from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. On Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle.